It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On MLB Fantasy Minute is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the most fun I've had playing daily fantasy baseball and winning up to 25 times my money. Download the app today and use the code Locked On MLB for a first deposit match up to $100. Exploring my skills on Prize Picks this season adds an extra layer of excitement to daily fantasy sports. With just a few taps, you can transform $10 into $1,000 if you've got the skills. Prize Picks is incredibly user friendly. I can make my selections and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. As the host of Locked On Fantasy Baseball, here are some rock solid picks. Opt for Shohei Otani to have less than 38.5 home runs this season. Opt for Bobby Miller to have higher than 150.5 strikeouts this season. And for Bryce Harper to have higher than 97.5 ribbies this season. Download the app today and use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the app today. Use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Today's Locked On Reds podcast is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. That's rockauto.com. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As the 2020 season rages on, the Locked On Reds podcast will be here each and every day to detail each win, each loss, and every transaction as the Reds look to move toward a playoff berth. My name is Jeff Carr. Welcome in to the Locked On Reds podcast. What's up, Reds fans? Welcome in to the Locked On Reds podcast. Thank you so much for downloading and listening today. On today's show, we're going to break down this quick two-game series that's going to happen in one day in Kansas City. The doubleheader that is forthcoming beginning at 5.05 today. Going to break down the pitching matchups on that game and take a deep look. I I really want to talk about Brad Keller a little bit here because that dude has really intrigued me, at least from the last start that the Reds saw him and the fact that he currently does not have an ERA. Not because he hasn't pitched, but because he's pitched 11 innings and hasn't given up a run. Going to break him down here in just a minute. But before we get to all of that, make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast on all the many podcasting platforms. Follow me on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three F's and follow the show at Locked on Reds on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram as well. Also, 
get your reactions and questions, comments, whatever you got on the Locked On Reds line, 513-549-0159. All right, so the Reds get two more against the Royals. They split the first two against them with Brad Keller being the victor in his start. One of the reasons I wanted to focus a lot on him here in just a moment but with these two games, the, the good news is the Enquirer has reported that there are no more positive tests by the Reds. It was just the one. They still have not released the name of that person. There's lots of speculating going on. I'm not going to speculate that. But I do like the different articles that have come out with, interview with interviews with like Tucker Barnhart and Trevor Bauer talking about how they think the Reds have done as far as the protocol because they're there was the interesting story last week about Zach Plesak and the Indians, how they were on the road in Chicago, and Zach Plesak just thought he'd go hang out with some friends and broke protocol to do that. So then they sent him down to their minor league training facility, along with Mike Clevenger, who's a little bit bigger name. But apparently he also joined Plesak for dinner one night during that stretch as well. But, you know, it's nice to see that the Reds are taking this seriously and Tucker Barnhart even said in his interview that during summer camp they had a minute where they got everybody together in the outfield and just kind of had like a players only meeting like guys we got to take this serious and I love the fact that they all buckle down and they're all doing their jobs and yeah you know I mean they're not going to pitch a perfect game when it comes to this virus because you can't it's a virus at the same token when they have scares like this when they have a guy test positive then there's not like a rash of positive tests there's there's not spreading amongst the team it's good to see that now the incubation period is a little bit longer hopefully there are no more positive tests here in the coming days but it sounds like we're getting back to baseball tonight so we'll take a look at what's going on we've got Luis Castillo in game one and Trevor Bauer in game two the Royals will counter with Brad Keller in Game 1. And, don't look now, some of you may remember this name, Matt Harvey in Game 2. Those of you that don't remember, the Reds had Matt Harvey for a year back in 2018. He pitched in 24 starts as a Red Lake, 128 total innings with an ERA of 4.5. So right there at a quality start for every start. And, and while some of them were bad, some of them were good. It was an interesting thing. I kind of talked about that a little bit on yesterday's podcast, but then he went to the angels last year and things kind of blew up. He had 12 starts, pitched a total of 59 and two thirds innings, and he had an ERA of 7.09. According to baseball savant, he actually should have been worse. He, he got a little bit lucky on his ERA. His expected ERA was 7.3. And when you look at the rest of his expected statistics on that, for that matter, he wasn't very good either. In fact, when it comes to expected batting average, he was in the bottom 2% of the league with an expected batting average of 309 hitters were hitting him. And he had a walk rate of 10.9%. So when he wasn't giving up hits, he was giving up walks and his strikeout percentage Bottom 4% of the league at 14.7%. We'll see what the Reds get from him in Game 2 as he goes opposite Trevor Bauer, who, after Sonny Gray 
finished his start on Friday night, and the Reds reported that that was the most strikeouts for a Reds pitcher in their first five starts of a season, he said, hold my beer. So we'll see exactly how well Trevor Bauer does against the Royals. And the take that I'm seeing on Twitter, and this take is not wrong, the idea of the Reds playing more doubleheaders and shout out to JoJo Jammer. He tweeted at Locked On Reds. He's just like with two seven game, you know, two seven inning games on tap for the Reds, these doubleheaders. I'm expecting with Castillo and Bauer on the mound, I'm expecting complete games from them. Love to see that. That'd be amazing if we don't even have to go to the bullpen at all and we just get these two guys pitching. It's going to create an interesting rift in the starting rotation in a few days. We'll see how they deal with all that. That's why David Bell gets paid the big bucks to make those decisions. All right, coming up here in a second, I want to break down Brad Keller. We're going to go in-depth on some of the numbers on him, talking about expected statistics, kind of like I did with Matt Harvey, but also looking specifically at pitch selection and a couple of things that I found interesting there and why I think he's getting lucky. We'll get into all that here in just a minute. Speaking of getting lucky, I have a solution to your next auto repair project. It's called rockauto.com. They've got all the parts that your car will ever need, and they've got really good prices on them as well. Last time you went to a brick-and-mortar store, you probably asked them for the part that you need, and you winced whenever you saw the price. rockauto.com is not that way. They've got whatever you're looking for, and they're not going to break your wallet trying to send it to you. And that's another great part about it, too. They send you the part, so you don't even have to leave your house. You do all your shopping online, they send the part to you, and then if you want to put it on yourself, you can, or if you just want to take it to the local mechanic, he can put it on for you as well. RockAuto.com also has an easy-to-use interface. You just check out the companies on the left side, find your car company, your make, your model, your year, all that good stuff. Then they'll have a drop-down list of all the parts that your car will ever need. Go to rockauto.com and in the checkout section in the how'd you hear about us box, type in Locked On MLB to let them know that your pal Jeff from Locked On Red sent you. That's rockauto.com and in the how'd you hear about us section, type in Locked On MLB. I also wanted to tell you guys about a brand new website that just launched on August 1st called ohioverseeveryone.com. The site covers all Ohio sports and pop culture. They even have in-depth, interesting articles about the Cincinnati Reds, the Cincinnati Bengals, Cleveland sport teams, and the Ohio State Buckeyes. They've got a great recent article about Sonny Gray. It details his awesome start to the season and goes in-depth on the statistics. You're going to want to check that out. It's over at OhioVersEveryone.com, which really is a great resource for all your favorite teams all in one site. And because they cover all of your favorite teams from the great state of Ohio, they only bring you the best, most interesting topics. Check them out. Again, that's OhioVersEveryone.com. OhioVSEveryone.com. Let's dig into the starter for the Royals for Game 1, Brad Keller. This guy pitched amazing against the Reds. In his last start, six innings of shutout ball, only two hits allowed by Keller. And those two were ground balls. One of them was a bunt by Freddie Galvez. He just hit against the shift. He bunted against the shift, got a single. The other was Shogo Akiyama. He led off the game with a single up the middle that bounced in between the shift. And that was it. Those were the only two hits. Now, he did hit a batter, and he allowed three walks. So there were base runners on. 
But when he was allowing contact, he was getting outs. And I, I'm just perplexed by this dude. He's got a zero ERA on the year. He's pitched against the Cubs and the Reds. So I dug into him a little bit. I'm like, what, what's going on with Brad Keller? If you look, firstly, the thing that jumps out to me the most, since he doesn't have that many strikeouts, what's his deal? Contact-wise, he allows a batting average on balls in play of 192. Now, the league average is closer to 300, so he's getting super lucky on the balls that are being put in play. And a lot of it has to do with the fact that the Royals shift a lot, and he allows a decent amount of contact to be hit to the pool side. So the shift is picking up those balls, and then the other the other majority of the hits are going up the middle, straight away, sort of thing like that, which still is where the shift is located at. And in fact, one of the double plays that he induced to Nick Castellanos was up the middle, a nice hit ball up the middle. Nick Castellanos didn't like batting against Brad Keller, though, because dude struck out twice and hit into a double play. The two strikeouts were on sliders. In fact, Keller has 10 strikeouts on the year. Eight of them have been via the slider, and a couple of them have been looking as well, including one to Castellanos. Castellanos, I don't think, sees that slider very well. The slider is the key to Brad Keller's game. In fact, when you look at his pitch breakdown on Baseball Savant, when they break down his pitches, the three that he throws the most, four-seam fastball, sinking fastball, and slider, he's thrown a changeup, but he's only thrown it like three times this year, so it's not really that big of a thing to look for. But the slider is his bread and butter because when they break it down, his sinking fastball has like an expected batting average of 280. His forcing fastball has an expected batting average of 327. People should be killing this dude, but he's getting lucky with his defense. The thing, though, is his slider is nasty. Thing moves a lot, and expected statistics on that, expecting batting average of 214, expected slugging percentage of 303. People aren't supposed to be hitting this thing, and they aren't. His batting average on his slider allowed is 100 Batting average on the four-seamers, 125 compared to the expected batting average of 327. So he's getting super lucky when he pitches that. The Reds need to jump all over his fastballs and lay off the slider as much as possible or foul it off as much as possible. They drew walks. They got a couple of guys on base via walks and also a hit batsman. They need to be patient. He doesn't generate a lot of swing and misses. There's nobody that is getting fooled by his pitches. It's all based on his defense. So if the Reds can just find the holes, find where the defenders aren't, they can really jump all over Brad Keller. It's not as if Brad Keller is like the next Cy Young. I'm not looking at him being like, oh my gosh, the Reds, he's just a Reds killer. I think he got a little bit lucky in the first start. I think the Reds will even things out here in this first one. Now, it's going to be interesting because it's at Kauffman Stadium, right? It's not going to be a Great American. It's at Kauffman this time. So the fly balls are going to be going to a much more cavernous outfield. They'll need to kind of limit the amount of fly balls that they get, which is okay because he gives up a lot more ground balls than he does fly balls. Over 50% of contact that he allows turns into ground balls, and he's not giving up any barrels this year. I expect that to change uh, quite a bit, actually. I, I, I think that while he's not giving up that much hard contact, he's gotten lucky on what he has. And 
according to Baseball Savant, his expected ERA shows that he's getting lucky. His ERA, obviously, right now is zero. His expected earn run average should be around four. So he shouldn't be dominating these teams that he's he's only pitched twice. So maybe that starts to right the ship a little bit. His luck runs out a bit in this first game against the Red Legs. Hopefully they can jump all over him. Here's hoping for a winning Wednesday as the Reds will then turn around and head to St. Louis on Thursday to start a four-game series against the Cardinals. It is interesting to note, too, that should everything remain equal and the Reds do play their doubleheader and there's no other hiccups anywhere else to speak of, then Wednesday, today, will be the first day since July 29th that every single team has played and there were no postponements due to COVID-19. Now, obviously, weather might play a factor in today's games. Who knows what's going to happen in different places, but the Reds are going to play, and I believe they are poised for a winning Wednesday with Castillo on the mound. Game one, starting at 5.05, and then game two shortly thereafter, and Trevor Bauer towing the rubber. It's going to be fun to watch. I, I really hope that Luis Castillo kind of bounces back. I know that his last start wasn't Castillo-esque, He's had a couple of those so far this year. Hopefully today we're back to seeing that Luis Castillo with that nasty changeup and working in the two-seamer that just has hitters completely baffled. Going to be all over that today. On the Twitter.com, make sure you follow me at Jeff Carr and at Locked On Reds on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Make sure you are also subscribed to the podcast on all the many podcasting platforms. And save that Locked On Reds line number into your phone at 513-549-0159. That's going to do it for us here today, though. Hopefully tomorrow we'll be talking about a winning doubleheader. Thanks so much again for listening. Now tell your smart device to play Locked On Major League Baseball, and I will talk to all of you tomorrow. Let's go, Rex. Hey. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.